Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, do you know 17K from Crossing Broad? Uh, I do not know him, no. Anyway, it's always soccer in Philadelphia. Welcome in everybody midweek. No uh, union game this Wednesday. So we have a break before San Jose on Saturday and uh, your team, your town, your Philadelphia union on absolute fire right now. Another win three, nothing against Montreal on the weekend, as they like to say in England. And uh, that's seven wins and two draws. Over the last nine, they are back in it. And we are putting the L.A. game in the rearview mirror. We're putting the Minnesota game in the rearview mirror. We're looking forward to get back in the Supporter Shield race and uh, seeing what's coming uh, down the pike for the summer. But we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to switch gears and do kind of a cool uh, interview profile slash thing with uh, – Tonight's guest, a special guest, uh, joining the program for the first time. But you've heard his voice many times before. It's uh, Philadelphia Union public address announcer Kevin Casey with us on the program. Kevin, how are you, man? Great, Kev. How are you? Good, good. It's good to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've been waiting. I've been waiting so long. I mean, what episode are we on now? <laughs> I know. I feel bad. It's like one set one seventy or something like that. I was bumping. I mean, what happens is I go down to. Uh, you know, I make my annual like journey down to the press box or something, and I, I see you or I see Shannon or I see uh, yeah Dave or something. And I'm like, shit, have I had that person on the show yet? I think I got to get get them on the show. You know? I thought so- you were saving me for 200, but 170 is <laughs> fine. That's cool. <laughs> uh, so I sat down and and uh, saw you and Mark Evans in the uh, cafeteria before we um, before the game. Of course, I came down to the only nil nil game that they've had right. in, like the last like th- three weeks. Of course, but I was like, yeah, right. we got to get Kevin on here and have him tell his story and pick his brain and ask all about it or whatever, because I find that an interesting line of work that I don't, I don't know much about. And quite frankly, I don't think a lot of uh, listeners know much about it either. So we're going to get into all that. Great. Uh, I'll ask you a bunch of questions about that. But first of all, um, look, you got a good vantage point. You got the best seat in the house, you know, watching these guys, right? Um, what, what, what have you, uh, what have you seen? What have you made out of their recent uh, run of form here? Yeah, I, I do have a great uh, viewpoint of all the action from up there. And uh, what I've seen recently is more of what we saw from last year's Union squad, right? And you kind of knew it was always going to um, sort of come out at some point this season, right? But uh, you could sense in the first five minutes of that Montreal game Mont- that Montreal was in trouble, right? You can just sort of see there's a there's an energy to the squad, right, that, that they have within the first five minutes. Uh, they're getting great touches, uh, there's chances up top. Um, and, and when we see that and, and we see Gazdag clicking uh, in the midfield there, you sort of just know that, you know, the other side's in trouble tonight. And that was kind of the situation on Saturday. I love, I love uh, the, the three center, the three center backs. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Damian Lowe's play right now. I think his anticipation is second to none. I mean, the way he can read a pass step in front and then carry it forward is, is just, uh, is exciting to watch. Uh, my son's a center back, so I'm probably a little bit biased to the guys out of the back. You know, there's enough 
there's enough glamour with those boys up top, so we have to give the guys in the back some love sometimes too. So um, all things positive right now, pointing to just uh, what we sort of expected to see from them this year, right? Yeah, well, I think the nice thing too is, look, I mean, you know, Montreal is going to rest guys because they've they have you know had a big game coming up, and uh, you know, is certainly... it a big game though? Is it? <laughs> Depends on who you ask. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, look, you when you, the opponent rolls out a, a, a lesser lineup and they've yeah. in a bunch of their starters or whatever, it, it's nice to see the union go out and just punish that, you know, and not not play down to the level, you know, right. just go and you have the superior squad on the field and just go do it. And and look, I mean, they switched up some guys as well. You know, Matt Real comes in. Uh, I guess Harriel is playing over on the right. Kai Wagner slides in. He plays left center back as opposed to wing back. And they yeah. you know, had some rotation in there. I feel like that squad rotation is such a – Jim would always roll his eyes when we would ask ask him <laughs> questions about that because they didn't really have uh, – Right. They couldn't – there wasn't anything to rotate because he didn't have, have enough depth. But now they're they're able to – you know, change some things up and show some flexibility. But more than anything, man, I think the forwards are just moving well. They're active. You know, they're getting on the ball, and they just they just look like they're um, like the work rate is there. And it looks like they've kind of gotten through that slog of like so many games in the in the early months. That um, I think this is the team that we all thought we were going to see last year. Isn't it funny though, Kevin? Last year that we thought we were going to see this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. But it's almost like uh, last year too. We saw there was sort of a lack of connection from those three up top. And it's almost like as the weather warms up, they warm up, right? And their their chemistry. <laughs> yeah. And the same thing happened this year, right? It's like weather's warming up now. Oh, yeah, there they go. They're on fire right now, the three of them up top there, you know, connecting and having that chemistry and really reading well. They're, uh, like, the, they're like the Phillies, man. It's like June Kyle Schwarber. How much have you heard about <laughs> June Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Schwarber? That's right. <laughs> That's right. October Kyle Schwarber is so much more fun. It's funny though, man, because you look at the stats right now. I mean, Carranza has nine goals, Gajdog has seven, uh, Ua has six, and the rest of the team combined has three. And, yeah, and two of those are from guys who are bench players. So it, it just speaks to the importance of what the front three has to be, you know. Because I mean, you're yeah. not, you know, they don't, you don't get goals from the shuttlers, you don't get goals from the fullbacks, you don't get goals from the center backs either. So, right, you know, they basically ride or die with that front three, and when they're on, man, they're on, and when they're off, they're off. Yeah. And I think uh, the guy that I'd, I'd still love to see in a union jersey is Corey Burt coming off uh, as as that reserve. Yeah. Well, that's going to be the main. I mean, look, they, they, you know, I'm not sure what Ernst is going to do in the transfer window here, but I yeah. think, you know, when you have a good string of results that says, oh, hey, look, we're turning it around here. You right. know, I think that's always incentivized them to say, okay, well, let's go out and patch what holes we think we have. And that's the main one. That's the main one is, is replacing that striker off the bench. You need a number nine coming off the bench. Um, right. Cause you just, you just don't have it. And uh, you know, Joaquin Torres maybe, you know, hasn't been what we thought he might be. Andres Perea, um, you know, kind of buried a little bit. And then you know, the right. other guy that they went out and out, it was Damian Lowe who's a center back. So um, look, I mean, nothing profound to say there, but I think I, I do think Ernst has to go out and get another right. striker at the, at the deadline. And the other thing too, Kev, is we've been doing this really without the, uh you know, Sullivan and McGlynn, McGlynn in particular, right. Who's, who's yep. been out of the lineup with the U twenties down there. So, um, and then again, shifting back to the back, you know, Brandon Craig's probably had the, the most positive, uh, feedback from that U 20 world cup. And yeah, I mean, where's he going to find time in this, in this union 11 with those center backs back there. So it's good problems to have. Um, right. I am a center back as well. I was, and yes. so you don't have to convince me about the three five. I've been calling for that for like 10, 10 years yes. now, you know, but um, I just think that they have, um, I, I said this on the last podcast when Mike Cervetio from PSP was on, but I, I just think that, you know, 
the, some of the best players that they have on the team are center backs. Look, and when right. they were when they were depleted and they had guys who were out on international duty and other guys who were injured, like who's the next best player on the on the bench right now? It's Damian Lowe. Yeah, so you go fit you go fit your your the best person. You put the best person out you can out on the field and uh, make the formation make sense. These guys are good. These guys are like international quality dudes. They're 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 not rookies. Like they know what they're doing. They can play different yeah. shapes, you know. So it was good. It was good. It's been good to see that from Jim. And oh, by the way, we have the best goalkeeper in MLS too, you know. So that back is just formidable. I snuck him onto my top 25 Philadelphia athletes list for uh crossing broad. You're yeah. always going to you're always going to anger somebody though. You know, I put a union player on there, I'm going to anger the 4 for 4 people. Uh, that's unbelievable, only, isn't I it? I only had one union player on there and then the union fans were like, "Why do you only have one on there?" So it's like you're you, know. you can't win, man. You know that. You should know that by now. You're never going to win. You're always going to make somebody angry. <laughs> you just got to. You just got to eat it and be like, look, you can't. You can't care about it. You know, trying to please exactly. everybody. You're going to please. You're going to please nobody. So uh, exactly. So but yeah, they've been they've been in a great run of form. It's it's exciting. So as of as of re- recording this, since he's still in first place on 39 points and Nashville's on 31. But the union are right there on 30. They have 1.88 uh, points per game. I just for like. Um, reference here when they won the supporter shield uh back in 2020 they did it with like a 2.04 i think during that covid year and yeah. last year when they when they finished runner up uh, or tied with la they were 1.97 so you got to get it. if they're going to challenge for the shield yeah um that's probably where they have to they just have to bring it up into that like probably 1.9 ish range we're yeah. not too far off last year's pace though right as far as points right now in this 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 uh point of the season <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so yeah, so they're at what did, what did I just say? They're at a one point nine, yeah, one point eight eight right now. They're yeah, on a, uh, they were one point nine seven. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not the far off, yeah, right? Not the far off. And they uh, in twenty twenty one when they kind of had the quote unquote down year, it was like one point five nine. So right, um, yeah, but yeah, they're in good shape. All good things um, on that front. All right, so let's turn it over. Let's switch it over to um, look. I mean, you guys who are listening to this show, we've we always try to. You know, every so often we try to mix it up and do these uh, interviews where we, you know, bring in people in and in and around the team who you may may know but you may not really know, and uh, sort of just just profile them and, and ask them a bunch of questions and learn as we as much as we can about them. And um, you know, I always enjoy doing these these kinds of things because they're a departure from uh, you know from what we we typically do. You know, I like doing the, the feature stuff and kind of kind of changing uh, change of pace a little bit. So take me back, Kevin. Let's go like all the way to the beginning. Um, sure. You've been, doing, you've been doing this for thirteen years now uh, yeah. with, with the you with the union specifically. Um, what what was the genesis of all that? Like, how did you start here? Who did you talk to? How did how did it all work out? And and how did that all come to be? Yeah, so let's let's go all the way back. It's 1995, and I'm I'm at Eastern University. Um, uh, it's my sophomore year. Uh, I'd played a year and a half of of soccer for Eastern University before I realized that my feet are really slow, and I don't feel like working on you know increasing my foot speed. So let's pick up a microphone, and uh, started working at Eastern within the basketball uh, teams, and then picked up uh, most of the sports. And, and it's interesting. You know, I'm sitting in the bleachers and our athletic director is doing the PA announcing. And I have this thought in my mind. It's like, I think I, I'd like to give it a shot. I'd like to try it. You know, and, and what I always tell my students, uh, you know, is, is if I hadn't taken that extra step to actually pursue it, I'd be missing out on all these opportunities I have now. So, you know, how many things do we really in our lives want, but don't ever take that extra step to go, go out and try and achieve. Right. So, um, so the athletic director allowed me to do it. You know, it was the age of uh, ESPN Jock Jam CDs. Uh, so grabbed a couple of those, right, and uh, did this sort of um, 
pregame presentation that was well received. And, um, you know, at, after that, I'm doing uh, Philadelphia Kicks games as the um, sort of secondary guy behind Adam Hertz, who was the athletic director at Swarthmore, now down at McDaniel, and started doing Kicks games. You know, and it's like one door opens another. And um, Philadelphia Phantoms, Philadelphia Wings, uh, Atlantic City Surf, Camden River Sharks, right? And start you start to start to build up this sort of uh, reputation and resume, and then, um, you know, the, the the team was announced. I was uh, lucky enough to be in the building uh, the day that the Don Garber announced that the uh, Philly was getting the franchise. Uh, I was sitting with um, a buddy of mine by the name of uh, Wayne Rasmussen, who was um, he was uh, a consultant for Nick Sakevich, and uh, you know, I guess Nick was thinking about uh, a PA announcer, and um, they uh, called my name and uh, I was able to, you know, fill into that, jump into that position. And, you know, it's really where I've sort of carved my niche out in this, in this market of really talented PA announcers in Philly. I mean, we have, well, first of all, Lou Nolan and and Dan Baker. I mean, that's almost a hundred years worth of experience between the two of them. Right. Yeah. And then I think the guy that does the most unique job I've ever seen is Matt Court. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. with, with it's, it's not, it's, it's his style. It's the way he does it. It's physical. You know, you almost uh, have to see the video of him doing it. He does a fantastic job. And so, you know, I've just been lucky enough to sort of find my niche in the soccer market, which is great because I love soccer more than anything else. So, so take me back to Eastern then when this athletic director gave you this opportunity here, did he sit, did he, what, did he say something along the lines of like, Hey, you have a good voice or like, you know, um, did he see something in your, did they just like give you the opportunity straight up? I mean, it's not a job that everybody can do. I mean, like you have to have like, you know, good mm-hmm. delivery and a good like approach to it. It's, it's not like, you know, it's not a one size fits all kind of thing. So I think uh, it was a, uh, thank God somebody else is interested in doing it, kid. Here, you take it and do it. I don't <laughs> think they were worried about, and honestly, Kev, I'd never done anything like it before. So I yeah. had no idea what it was going to sound like or what mm-hmm. it was going to do. You know, yeah. coming out of high school, I had, you know, ideas about maybe wanting to pursue a broadcasting uh, degree. Um, but, you know, I went uh, the elementary education. And I'm a teacher now 25 years and have loved that experience. And I just kind of think everything fits into place for a reason. You know, this teaching career that I have has the flexibility to allow me to pursue this this other passion that I have, which is, you know, uh, working live events as a public address announcer. And, you know, um, I, I don't know, Kev, it just sort of all came together and was well received. And, the more I did, the more comfortable I got and the more experience you get and you start to really be able to adapt different styles to the team you're working with. So um, I'm just uh, so blessed that I've had all the opportunities that I've had. So let's say, um, let's use this week as a template, right? The union, obviously it's an away game. Let's say the union were playing at home on Saturday. What kind of prep do you have to do before a game like do you study the other team's roster do you go over pronunciations what do you what do you have to bring with you to the to the stadium yeah so what i'll do is uh it's a 7 30 start time so i leave my house at about 4 30 uh get to the stadium in time for our 5 30 production meeting and i think that's the one thing that a lot of people don't take into account is all of the various elements that are part of a game presentation um with really any sporting event but definitely with the union right um, Sumner Gilliam is our uh, producer and, uh, he sort of runs the show and, and pulls all the strings. Um, so for example, we'll go over the, um, 
that. And everything is meticulously timed out, right? Because if we don't have that, if we don't have our business done by the time that MLS says that we need to kick off, you know, there's a potential for a fine from the league for being late to kick off, right? Mm -hmm. So every element is meticulously timed out. And it's broken down between what I have to read, what um, graphics have to go up on the board, what graphics may have to go up on the uh, lower LEDs, what music or sound might need to be played, right? What live shots the cameramen might have to pick up uh, for a particular element. And, you know, all of that goes into that. And so we, we meet with a, a production meeting uh, about two hours prior to game. And then uh, we'll go through all of, all of the different elements of that game. And then, uh, yeah, every week I'll, what I'll do is uh, I'll check uh, the opposing team's media notes. And within the roster, they have uh, phonetic spellings of the names. Yeah. And usually uh, they're, they're, you know, done well enough where that's about all I need as far as saying the names correctly. Right. Because that's I mean, it's literally the only job I have to do. And, and I don't care if it's, you know, one of the top players in our league or if it's the uh, the young man that's kicking out the first ball for the night. Right. Like I want I want to get names right. That's their that's their moment. So uh, I'm 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 meticulous on pronunciations and try and get everything right that I can. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then it becomes, okay, uh, what are the starting 11s for the night? Let me get them in. Mm-hmm. I'll write the, uh, visiting starting 11s in phonetically, um, so that I have them ready to go. And then, uh, from there it's, it's just, uh, you know, our, we start talking at probably about 45 minutes before game time, uh, with different reads and different elements. And then, uh, we build into the, um, to the pregame and we're ready to roll. So, you know, all these guys who are doing the broadcast, right, they show you these big fancy uh, sheets that they <laughs> that they put together, yeah. you know, they're big prep sheets with all their notes and stuff like that. But you're not, you know, you don't need to know where the dude went to college and how many goals he scored last year or whatever, right? I mean, you're doing, you're the, you're the key for you is just getting the names right. Kev, so, I am I am Ron Burgundy, man. That's that's literally <laughs> the only thing that I have to worry about is what is written on the page. Dave yeah. Leno makes like artwork out of his uh, yeah. out of his game presentation, and he needs to, right? Because there's so much information yeah. that he has to drop in. I literally uh, read from a script, you know. Um, and, and so, yeah. So I've always I've always joked that uh, you know it's it's a Ron Burgundy deal, man, where I just have to read from the script. So. <laughs> So, I mean, I guess to that point, the only thing, you know, because I was looking at um, if if you uh, if you get a chance, um, Kevin's uh, Twitter handle is KKKC395 and, and he, there are videos in there um, or on his feed of him doing these calls from the from the booth from Subaru Park. And it's just interesting to me because I come from a broadcasting background. Um, but your setup is so minimal in there, right? I mean, you have, so you have the mic, obviously you right. have what looks like a monitor on the left side there, I guess. And, Correct. Um, it is, uh, is that the microphone box? It looks like there's only like two buttons on that box that was like, um, off to the right there. Is that the, the only equipment that you have? Exactly. And I'll tell you, so the box has two buttons on it. The left button is, uh, you, you push it down and mic goes live, right? You push it again, mic goes off the right button is to talk to the producer. Mm. Now you'll notice that the right button and the left button are awfully close to each other. Right. And so I can <laughs> say that there, I can't say, but there has been one or two times where I've went to go talk to Sumner and it's been over a live mic, but I've picked it up. And at one time, my buddy of mine texted me and goes, dude, did you know your mic was on right there? I hit the wrong button, man. I'm not uh, perfect. Yeah. 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 So that's there. The monitor on the left is usually the, um, the TV feed because mm-hmm. it allows me, it's a little bit delayed usually. 
So it allows me yeah, to what's look it at like a replay. 10, is, it, is it like 10 to 15 seconds usually? I'm like, I think it's the same as the press box because like yeah. when there's a, you know, if there's an offside or something, we're all craning our necks and looking back up there to see what happened. You're on the same feed that we are. Yes. And yeah. and what I like to use it for is now, I again, all the information is, is given to me, right? Because we want to make sure we're correct. So when yellow card cautions are assessed, uh, we, we get the information from down at the field. Um, there's the red hat down there um, that calls it up, you know, most of the time we know it, right? But we just kind of wait till we're we're sure. So tell tell but, people, Kevin, if you don't mind, yeah. explain to listeners what the red hat person is. Yeah. So, I, Kev, I don't, I don't know why it's a red. Why it's always been a red hat? I guess it's just unnoticeable. But uh, yeah. literally, there's a guy down there that is coordinating with TV and the officials on the field to make sure that um, TV is ready before play begins. And so, a lot of times, what you'll see is you'll see the red hat standing up. At kickoff, and, and a lot of times you may notice that guys are standing around, and you're thinking, "Well, why aren't we playing?" Well, look at that red hat because that red hat's giving signals. Uh, you know, sometimes two minutes or one minute, and then he'll start counting down, and, and he'll count down and point to the official, and the official knows that that's when um, you know they're back. Now, in other sports, the red hat has more to do because there's media timeouts, TV timeouts, things like yeah. that, right? So yeah. in soccer, you don't have as much to do. So the red hat also doubles as being our official. Um, uh, you know, voice on the field as well, so we can get that. But I'll look at the monitor for trying to get assists and, and making sure I have the right goals and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, kind of a two-parter follow-up to that, then, because I see you're wearing headphones. Um, is the is anything other than the producer's voice going into those headphones? No, usually it can. Uh, I can hear other people, but usually just uh, producer. And so, I've I've grown pretty uh, adept at being able to talk while he's talking in in the uh, headsets to other people. Yeah, that's tough because, uh, you know, I was I was a producer in television and, uh, you know, anchors were every what I learned was that every anchor was like different with their IFB. And um, like for people listening to the podcast, like IFB is just a fancy name for an earpiece, you know, and you see like some anchors would didn't want me talking to them a lot. Um, Others, I would just try to talk to them during like commercial breaks. Yeah. Um, You know, some would always be like fidgeting with it and and, like grabbing and trying to you know, right. um, to, to make it make sense. But, uh, yeah, that's now I do like, yeah. I do like the, uh, so I just use the, um, the old AirPods, right. The wired AirPods, because I, yeah. I don't like having those big cans on in a game. Cause I feel like I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> outside of the action, if you will. Right. Like, yeah. you know, I, uh, doing games at Lincoln financial field is, is a challenge because the, you're enclosed in glass. And so when you are yeah. enclosed in glass, now you put those, those big headsets on, you really, and I, I feed off of the uh, energy of the crowd. So having that window open and being it's, able to hear the crowd, yeah, yeah. you know, only fires me up as well, too. So I have yeah. to say that, like, Lincoln Financial, I, I hate the press box at Lincoln Financial. I, I would assume you guys are just off to the left of the press box, Correct. right? Like yep, that, yep. That area. Yeah, because so it's like, you know, for, for people who don't know, if you're ever at a Eagles game or if you're ever um, – you know, like a soccer, like an international friendly or something like that. Look up into the corner of uh, Lincoln Financial Field and you see where the glass is and the, you know, the media is kind of shoved up in the in the corner there. But yeah, it's yeah. all enclosed. So you can't, you just can't really hear much of anything. It's a very weird, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a very weird vibe. It's like quiet in there. Right. But you hear like the muffled like roar of the crowd and you're just like, where, where the hell am I? Like, what is, right. what, what is going on? Because it doesn't feel... Cause I was so used to being at Subaru all the time that you were just able to get that ambiance. And I think honestly too, that probably helps people like you. It probably helps people like Dave, Danny, whoever's doing the game for Apple, because you can just absorb more of the, the atmosphere and kind yeah. of 
kind of give that back out for for lack of a better word. Yeah, and I I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm as a big a fan as anybody. They just happen to put a microphone in front of me, right? So, uh, <laughs> so I I love um, I love feeling that energy from the crowd. You know, you know when it's a big moment. You know when it's a big goal call. You know, Marco Fabian in extra time of New York Red Bulls, Jacob uh-huh. Glessness extra time of Red Bulls. You know, it's a special moment, and you sort of play on that as well. So, um, you know, it's just fun to be part of that experience. It's um, it's interesting to me because certainly, uh, you know, when there's when a goal is scored, for example, the dupe song comes on. Yep. Some time elapses, and then your voice comes comes in later. Union goal scored by number fifteen. You know. Fernando right. Aristigueta, right? Um, wow, great name drop. You might hear that one later. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why that one came that up. That's the most random. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but do you do you ever have any issues with, um, uh, I guess, I don't know how to explain this in podcast form. Like, for example, if, if people are listening to like Merrill Reese on the radio, like right. he has to make the call right away, right? So he has like a spotter, what we call a spotter. Right in there, who's like a person with like binoculars, who's able to identify like, okay, this is exactly who the player was. It's a little different in football, I guess, because you got dudes wearing helmets. There's a lot of yeah, so much is happening too. Yeah, you're trying to read like numbers on the back of the jerseys. But do you have you ever had any issues like like, or are you ever like in the talking to the producer, be like, hey, we should like who, what's going on here? Like, who is this dude? Or like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would say that soccer is is a, a sport that allows for time for you to get it right. Um there are few and far between times where it's like, well, is that an own goal or, or are we getting credit for like, what are we announcing here? You know? So that might be an instance where, uh, and I hate really announcing own goals if I can help it. You know what I mean? Like, unless it's super obvious, you know, I'm not the official, I let, let me give it. uh, Yeah. You want to, you want to give the official information. You want to be correct with it. Right. But you know, uh, you also want to, you know, have that moment of, of announcing the goal scorer. Right. So, yeah, you know, so th- yeah, so that would so, situations like that maybe when it's an own goal, there are times when it's a bit of a crowd and you're like, well, who did the caution go to? I'm not really sure, but more times than not, yeah. no. Now yeah. I did just I I just worked the um I did the NCAA lacrosse championships and you know lacrosse is a sport where yeah a spotter is definitely more uh, vital for you because so many goals are scored and they're sc- scored so quickly and getting the assist yeah. getting the goal a spotter is, is um, super helpful, but in soccer, not so much. Yeah. I remember it's funny. Cause I was talking to Mark Zumoff about that. And, you know, cause he filled in, he did a couple games of play by play where he, where the pacing of soccer was just completely different from, you know, what he was doing with basketball. Yeah. I feel like you have a good perspective on this because you've called a lot of different sports, but you know, it's just, it's so much, uh, it's so much more breathable the game, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think you run into less of that cluster F of like, Oh God, like I, you know, there's like 40 dudes down there and there's a bunch of this stuff happening or whatever. I think it's like, right. It allows you to get things right. Just because I think it's slower. It's more deliberate. There's, there's less to, to announce probably. And you know, there's, there's, but I think also Kev, the challenge, especially for, I think American broadcasters coming from other sports is allowing the sport to breathe. I think a lot of times you, yeah. you hear guys who want to talk too much, you know, and not to say that we have to do everything the way they do uh, across the Atlantic Ocean, right? But mm-hmm. if you listen to some of those guys, there's there's long periods of silence where there's just names being given of who's making the pass. It's not necessarily scribing. Yeah. And to some extent, that it, it, there's a there's a bit of 
poetry, not to be too corny or anything with it, but right. But it's just mm-hmm. a, that allowing it to breathe is, is, um, is vital. I think. Yeah. I think Gus Johnson would say, I think he did say it actually after he left, um, after they had him on soccer for a little bit and then he stopped doing, it. I think he said that that was one of the things that he struggled with was just trying to understand that like, Hey, I don't have to say anything at all here. You know what I mean? Like I can just kind of back off and, you yeah. know, let, let it, let it do its thing. Um, what, what do you do you have was there is there like a like a favorite name i think you had had like an all name team of like yeah. your your favorite guys to to call yeah so so here's so you inspired me kev so over the weekend you you tweeted out uh i believe uh, the current union 11 versus an all union 11 team right mm-hmm. who would be the better team and so that got me thinking because i'm a pa announcer and i just yell names into microphones over the course of the last uh what 14 years who are the, the names that I've loved to say the most. So I'm going to go through this with you right now. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. All right, we're going to start in the back. Now, uh, the goalkeeper, uh, apologies to Farid Mondragon, whose name is definitely better to say. But when Andre Blake plays the level that he does, it makes the name that much better. Now, I will yeah. tell you that there's there's a couple of, of uh, things you want as a PA announcer. You want lots of syllables in a name yeah. and then lots of vowels, right? And Blake doesn't have any of that. But there's something about his longevity that's helped, right? So he's the yeah. goalkeeper. All right, now you we're going to go out. You can kind of hold on. You can hang on the Dre. You can yeah. hang on the second syllable a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and then great story here. So I, I hosted uh, the uh, Union Foundation Gala, right? And the guys are all there. And it's at the end of the night. We get into the elevator, and uh, Andre comes into the elevator with his wife. And, you know, I'm, I'm sort of not a face that you recognize. So I've always want, I've, I've, I've seen the guys, been around the guys. But you're never sure, like, well, this, he might not know, and I don't want to bother him. So I'm just kind of, you know, keeping it myself. And, and next thing you know, I hear uh, with Andre's head down, in goal, number 18, on. And it's Andre Blake who's, who's in, he's like doing me, doing him. It's like, ah, that's kind of cool, right? So Yeah, yeah. Isn't right. that awkward, though, real quick? Because I don't know. I, I have the same thing with you. I'm like, I don't know if these guys, like, really know who we are. I mean, they know faces, but I don't think they know, like, names or whatever. So I, like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know if this guy – thinks my writing is shit. I don't know if he thinks my opinions are shit. Like I, I don't. So right. You always say like, Hey, you know, it's Kevin from Philly voice or whatever, you know, I've been with the team 14 years. Every time I go there, I still in- introduce myself as if they don't know me. Right. Cause I just assume like, I'm just a, I'm a voice, <laughs> but I'm not a face. You don't. Know. So you know. I think it's, I think you don't. Yeah. I mean, I think like the assumption that people would, would know who we are just makes me feel like, right arrogant or something right, like, who, am right. who am i i'm just some dude who sits right. in the press box i'm not but joey's like will you stop introducing yourself to me i mean i've been here this long <laughs> all right so let's keep going here so my uh i went with a back three okay uh first on my list olivier Bizo. again the o right yeah. and then the o at the end and yeah. then i went carlos valdez because the carlos was always so much to, to fun to say yeah. And I think i always took my inspiration from dan baker's uh carlos ruiz and now i'm gonna go also this name's not really – it's Ray Gaddis, right? Because Ray and I bonded over the when, – when Ray scores, we riot little thing we did with him here, right? Because <laughs> Ray played so long for us, never scored a goal. And I started tweeting out, uh, when Ray scores, we riot, right? And then it kind of took on a little bit of a life of its own. We had some T-shirts made, and, and uh, Ray and I kind of bonded over that experience. You know, again, the name itself, not, not the most exciting name, but, you know, he's my guy. All right, let's mm-hmm. move to the midfield. Uh, midfield, Tranquillo Barnetta. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Right? The the vowels in there. Yeah. Jamiro Montero. Vowels. Again, vowels. Yeah. And then Fafa Pico. Fafa was always fun to say. <laughs> uh, and my captain is, you know, what you would expect, Alejandro Bedoya, right? Because, yeah. Because uh, so in the, in the control room, we have sort of a running joke. 
if our, depending on how our time's going, Sumner will say, uh, when we're doing a starting 11, uh, short Bedoya or long Bedoya. And so when he says long Bedoya, we have a contest to see how long I can hold out the O in Alejandro. And uh, uh, I'm telling you, what's his name? Andres Cantor, right? It, it, yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, what he does is so impressive because at about six seconds, I'm gasping for air, right? And and he just uh, can hold out that goal call forever. So, uh, so, so at the next game, see if you can tell if it's a short Bedoya or a long Bedoya. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's go with my top three up top. Ready? Uh, one of my all-time favorites, an OG, Danny Mwanga. Mwanga. Right? Yeah. Mwanga was a fun name to say. Uh, By the way, just real quickly, because we're watching the LAFC games, they keep saying Denny Buanga. It sounds like, yes. It sounds like Mwanga. Yeah. And and just the way it's like the two syllables, Danny Mwanga, it almost is like pop, pop, pop. Like it just it yeah. lends itself to just the awesomeness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I can't believe you said this, but the other four to have up top there is Fernando yeah. Aristagueta. It's a great name. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> and so he's yeah. on my list. And then lastly uh, is my guy, Sebastian Latou. Right. Latou. Yeah. yeah. I just hosted yeah. a golf event um, for the Starfinder Foundation and, and Sebastian played in it. They put me on what's called the party hole. Right. <laughs> Imagine this. They, 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 they had me there on the 14th par three. There's a DJ. I'm on a microphone. There's uh, beverages that abound on this hole, right? And when you come in, I'm talking throughout your entire ba- – I'm, like, breaking every golf etiquette, and we just had a great time with it. <laughs> so Sebastian comes, and I have to, like, introduce him. Like, you just scored a game-winning goal. It just lends itself, right? Yeah. And then my manager is the most ironic one. It is probably the worst name in the history of PA announcing, and that would be Fred. I mean, what, what, what was I supposed to do with one syllable, right? Fred. So well, that's, yeah, that's, that's good. Cause I was going to ask you, yeah. I'm like, are there any names that, that you like were, were hard? Uh, that's not hard, but um, yeah, it I mean, was always a rough one. Yeah. yeah. You can't do anything, can't do anything with it. I'm looking down the list now of like there, you know, there were guys who just had one who only went by one name, right. But uh, like, you know, ends on an O. Um, oh, that was a good one. That was an honorable mention. Yeah. yeah I can only put so many guys in the midfield. Yeah, you know, Cleberson was just one name. He didn't play a lot of a lot of games. Um, yep. Some of the guys in the early days, yeah, like who am I looking at here? Anyewu, Akugo. Uh, was it was a good one. Migliaronzi, yes, yeah, Stefani yep. Migliaronzi, yeah. Yep, that was a good yeah. one to say. Yeah. Um, uh, nothing that was really difficult. You know, what do you th- I, you know, it's funny because everybody it seems like everybody says ua in in a yeah. completely different way. I I'm, I'm telling So so here's the deal with that, right? Like I love the uh, the the sort of song that came over from him, right? Uh, the yeah. Mikhail Ua. Yeah. So I wanted to say like Mikhail, right, as his name. Yeah. Well, Erica Shear, our, our media person, had him on the. She had him with him. She was with him the day he came to the stadium and was introduced, right? Yeah. And it's pregame. She put me on the phone with him, and I said, "How do you say your first name?" He said, "Just say Michael." And now I'm thinking, uh, it's not Michael though. <laughs> like I know it's not. Tell me how. Well, and yeah, then he tried to tell me. Then he's like, we'll just try say, to say it. We'll don't, don't you don't you don't have to like you know dumb it down just because we're Americans or whatever. Like we'll try to you know if you, if this is like how your name's actually pronounced, like we'll do it. You know, right? But and I but he wanted to go with Michael, so I've kind of gone with that. Yeah. And then I honestly have to tell you that I think I've completely abandoned how 
he might say Ua, and I've just embraced my inner Al Pacino, and I think it's kind of caught on. So I'm, I'm thinking it's pretty close. He hasn't told me otherwise, but you know, Ua just uh, lends it. So it's just it's out there yeah. too. That was also one for a top name, but I don't want to put too many current guys. on. Yeah, it's but. weird. Yeah, because there's a guy who I'm close with who's been on this show before, and he's uh, Danish. He's I mean, he's from Denmark, and we right. were talking about the guy, and he's like, he called him Michael Orr, and I'm like. Right. Michael or really and and but again I don't know if that's the if that's like him dumbing it down to make it easy for us right compared to like what his actual name is that, that, that's interesting about you know Erica having him w- with her there because I was going to ask like have you ever just like got, just gone down to some dude and be like please, please say your name for me yeah <laughs> absolutely that that's that's a, that's yeah. case in point right there and yeah. Yeah. you know and the guys the guys telling me hey my name is 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 this you i mean you're gonna say what he wants right but you know sometimes that's the other thing too as pa announcers we are at the mercy of the information being provided to us right and i'll yeah. give you an example of this when i did college basketball uh, at LaSalle for 17 years a referee would call a foul and you know that it is absolutely not that number Right. But that referee has given you that number. So it's my job to just convey the information that the referee uh-huh. has given to me. Yeah. And inevitably you make the, the foul call and the other coach, the coach whose kid it is, right, goes nuts looking at me like I'm the one who did it. And every time, every <laughs> yeah. time the referee never he always they would always come over and, and, and sort of talk with me. Right. In a way that says, hey, yeah, it was the wrong guy, but never really. It always made me look like I was in the wrong. You know, like the referees never like were like, hey, my bad. I got it wrong. Yeah. They would always come over to the table. I always thought, man, every time you throw me under the bus here, you gave me the wrong information, right? So, well, I was yeah. going to ask uh, what the hardest part of the job is. Is that what it is? Yeah, you know, it's it's um, it's being able to handle information in a professional way in a timely fashion, because inevitably, a lot of times, what happens in soccer uh, is that you have long periods of nothing. And then inevitably what happens is a goal is scored, three subs want to come in, and you have a caution, right? And so now you've got to be able to take all of that information quickly and, and do it in a way that is, uh, you know, that, that sounds good and is professional and, and comes off as, you know, looking good. So, that, yeah. So that's, yeah. that's the big thing with soccer, Kev, is, is that a lot is, it's a lot of, of downtime with periods of a lot. Yeah, that's it's. I would I would say probably the same thing about uh about when I was a television producer. You know, you just have to be able to. Uh, I, I don't know if multitask is the right. Well, I, I guess like you have to be able to it, to be able to navigate these like high highs and low lows of like sometimes there's nothing going on and then all of a sudden it's like bam 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 you got like three breaking news things and I'm shoving like yes a bunch of stuff into a show and it's like okay now I got like information overload can I you know, process this all in a, in a way that makes sense where we're yeah. going to, we're going to get it right. Like you have to, you, you go from like little to a lot and then back and forth. And there's probably some parallels there to, to what you're doing. And soccer is even easier because if a goal is scored at 13 minutes, 27 seconds on the clock, well, mm-hmm. you know, it's the 14th minute, super easy. Right. But yeah. let's say it's 13, 27 and it's a lacrosse game where there's 15 minute quarters. So what I need to do now is the math to figure out how far into the quarter the goal was scored, right? Mm. So thirteen yeah. twenty-seven would be one minute thirty-three seconds into the uh, into the period, right? And so that's what I would yeah. announce as my goal call. So you know you're doing like other sports like lacrosse or something like that, especially uh, wings indoor lacrosse, where there were periods of time when we do lacrosse where it's like 
who, who, nobody's in control right now. I mean, this is chaos down here, right? And then guys come over, there's 10 penalties, right? A goal's been scored, right? And so, you know, there's a lot of chaos when, when you were doing that. So soccer, uh, you know, it's called the beautiful game for a reason, right? There's a, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a certain uh, nuance to it, if you will. Well, I have a sheet here with a bunch of questions on them. I've asked all the questions. So I usually, you know, whenever I do something like this, I always like to just, you know, wrap it up by tossing it to the guest and uh, having them tell us anything that they think is interesting that I may, I may have missed. No, I, you know what? The biggest thing that I, I can say about, I absolutely love my job. I love Philadelphia Union soccer. Um, I've been there since day one. Um my son is is in the academy program right now, playing at the U thirteen level. So I'm seeing that element of it. Cool. Um, I do the Union two games. Love love working the Union two games. Love seeing the uh, the talent there. So I'm I'm in it from you know the youth level all the way up to the top. And you know I just want fans to know that when I'm there, I'm I'm one of them. And like I said, I, they just have happened to give me a microphone. And, and that you know I suffer through the losses you know, and, and just, uh, love the wins as well. So the biggest thing and the biggest enjoyment I have is being able to go through this, uh, journey with, with, uh, the crowd and, and, um, you know, hopefully we're going to work on something, uh, a little bit later in the season that will connect me with the crowd a little bit more. So, um, we're trying to get uh, approvals and things like that for what may be to come on, on a match for that. So cool. we'll leave it up there. Yeah. Sounds good. We'll look forward to that. Um, whatever that may be. And, um, <laughs> in the meantime, hopefully the union keep ripping off wins here, but yeah, follow Kevin on Twitter. If you're not, uh, it's at K Casey three, nine, five. There's some good videos on there to kind of show the, you know, the behind the scenes of the goal calls and, and, you know, what it looks like going through that process. Um, but yeah, thanks man. That was fun. We learned a lot, um, with that. Thanks for, thanks for sharing the, uh, the insight yeah. on that and uh, giving us some information about something we don't, we don't know. Yeah. Too much about. yeah. Well, thanks for having me on 170, Kev. I guess I'll see you at 340. <laughs> I don't remember. I, you know, I always have to go back afterwards. I'm like, hey, what am I at now? 174, <laughs> 170. I should that be, is, I, yeah. I, I no, I appreciate it, Kev. It's yeah. a pleasure talking to you, man. Listen, I think you, you uh, cover the union at, at the highest level. Um, you know, I, I appreciate the, the X's and O's that you bring the tactical, aspect of what you do when you're breaking stuff down and I, i've learned a lot from from seeing your stuff and, and listening to you so love to see you around more at subaru park so hopefully we'll see you see you more over there but uh no you're you're good at what you do no i appreciate that man thanks i um you know maybe once the girls get a little bit older i, can, I hear you brother i hear a that a little, little bit more uh active down there but yeah it was it was nice to to get down there and see everybody and um try to increase my presence down there as we uh as we go on here you know so yeah um, yeah no that was fun though man thanks we'll um we'll uh see you when we see you, all right man all right take care